With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hello. Hello and welcome. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen, to this new episode of In This Together with me, of course. And today we're going to delve into a rather fascinating topic, such as breathing. No, not just breathing for the sake of breathing, but just a particular pattern of breathing called the physiological sigh. The physiological sigh has been broadly, let's say, broadly brought to the attention to the general population by Mr. Incredible, I would say, uh, Andrew Huberman with his Huberman Lab podcast. Check it out if you want because it's amazing. I'm a huge proponent of it. So thank you, Mr. Huberman, for all the information that you gave me. And so this kind of particular pattern of breeding um, and I wanted you to clue you in at how was my experience with it and how did I use it throughout this whole month, you know, this whole, let's say, six months from the very beginning of it, so the very, uh, my first discovery of it and how it can be useful to you to calm yourself down and to self-regulate during some sort of sympathetic activation, as it were. So, what is this exactly? Uh, of course, I don't have the medical tools or the scientific tools to have a very deep knowledge of this content, but still I wanted to bring you something, an experience from let's say a normal person that just is very much interested in the in the um, in this content so let's say um a basic way in which the general population without that much understanding of neuroscience can adopt this kind of pattern to try to implement it throughout our daily life you know you know what i mean so that is my way to try and tell you my experience and without having, let's say, a scientific background. So, what is it exactly, a physiological sigh? So, the physiological sigh is a pattern of breathing that involves two inhales followed by an extended exhale. So, exactly, it should be like... Like this, of course, for the sake of this conversation, just try to listen to it. Okay, so that was exactly, I mean, probably the physiological size. So we have two inhales, the first one very deep, and the second one you have to try to just sneak in a little bit, a little more air into your lungs, and that was for the activation of the alveoli, as if I remember correctly, so you want to expand your area, so you want to expand your lungs to the fullest capacity, and then sneak up, sneak up another, a little bit more air into your alveoli, and then a long exhale, 
So, why is it so damn powerful? Because cycle and physiological psi were discovered in the 1930s as a pattern of breathing that people go into spontaneously when usually they're in a claustrophobic environments or actually even in deep sleep. So that's why it's so interesting and sometimes even concerning. Uh, and it actually, it, it is developed and I think it's something that can really be effective and it is even used unconsciously many times uh, when there's a, a huge buildup of a gas called carbon dioxide in the bloodstream. So usually carbon dioxide triggers the impulse to breathe. Okay, so this is like the scientific, the very specific scientific explanation of physiological psi. So how can I make it a little more adaptable and usable, utilizable and feasible for the general population? So let's make an example, a mere example, a practical example. So... I was finding myself at the grocery store back in March, I think March or April, and I had a pretty rough time. You know, we we were using even masks, you know, because of COVID-19, of course, uh, we were still using masks. So, and I was doing, I was doing poorly, you know, mentally, I was struggling a lot. You know, I was having a lot of thoughts, obsessive thoughts. So I was pretty concerned with my anxiety and my stress level was my, my, as it were, my level of sympathetic activation, as it were, was pretty damn high. And so, in that moment, I remember pretty clearly, I was in front of the salads, you know, where where all there are this, this huge fridge in which you are stocked a lot of different types of salads, okay? So, fuck the salads. And I was there, in that moment, I had... I had this incredible arousal within myself, s- 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 resembling a little bit of sort of a panic attack. It, it wasn't exactly a panic attack, so it, it was milder than a panic attack because I had panic attacks in my life. But still, it wasn't like that. It wasn't that intense. But still, it was quite damn, you know, activating. And I was pretty aroused in that moment. And so I remembered, I remember clearly the words by Mr. Huberman. And he was saying, I heard that voice. You say, okay, well now try to inhale deeply twice. So one big inhale and then a little more inhale and then exhale deeply. And I gotta say, I tried, I stopped for a moment with my... Yeah, with my card in my hand, and I was like, okay, well, then I will try, because you don't have that time to, for example, meditate, you know, when you're, uh, when you're kind of doing things, you know, you're running errands, or you're doing things in your life, many times you don't have the time and the possibility to just sit down and try to meditate, to relax yourself on the spot, so that's why it's so important to have a technique which can be used and implemented on that particular spot. At the timing, at that particular timing which you're suffering from a physiological standpoint, from a physiological arousal. So I was at in that moment and I tried to inhale deeply. And then another. 
little one. And exhale. And I gotta say, after, let's say, four to five, even six, so I was there for a good, let's say, one minute and a half, two minutes. But then I I immediately felt a little bit... I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to say I was definitely calmer. I was... But I was feeling a little bit better. It was actually maybe even a little bit of placebo effect. You know, when you're thinking about doing something that can relax you, it kind of helps you relax you. So that's... It could have been true even that part. but But still, I think... It was very helpful. And so I remember pretty clearly that situation because I was I was I was suffering that moment. And that particular breathing helped me overcome a pretty bad moment. So this is exactly a practical, let's say, a practical tool. And I was I was I was willing to bring you a practical example. So it actually happened to me to be in desperately need to have something that could relax me on the spot, that could really calm myself down on that particular moment. Desperately needing that. So that's why I was, uh, I was willing to bring this example. And usually when the levels, because I, I already talked about carbon dioxide, but... When these levels uh, get a little bit too high in your bloodstream, well, usually they trigger inhale and exhale, or double inhale and exhale. And that's his, that is the fascinating thing of physiological sigh. Because, you know, you can do it voluntarily. So, it is something that actually builds up in the body, even unconsciously or involuntarily. For example, as I told you, during deep sleep, it happens. Or in claustrophobic environments, you tend, mostly if you're claustrophobic, uh, you, you don't have to think about doing a physiological side. You will be doing involuntarily because you feel to do it. And you must do it in order to breathe and to eliminate, to dissipate, and to, let's say, clear from your bloodstream the building up of carbon dioxide. But in that moment, in this moment, with this tool, you can use it voluntarily to calm yourself down or even, for example, to relax yourself maybe prior going to bed. You know how important to me is bedtime and getting a sufficient amount of quality, not just quantitative sleep, but even qualitative sleep. And in order to do so, maybe... You know, you can use it for for the sake of this conversation. I don't know, maybe a couple times or three to four times when you're just laying down under your under your sheets, and then you can say, "Okay, well, now I feel a little bit I feel a little bit uh, alert," you know. And so, what can you do? Is just trying to implement this routine into a habit of having some physiological sign size before going to bed or even during your meditative practice if you have one or even if you don't have one maybe try to pick up this habit and 
let's say, building around this breathing technique and meditative state in which you really can, not only with the power of your mind, so the power of your thoughts, so with meditation, so activating a different part of your brain, but also from a physiological standpoint, you can help this deep relaxation from body and brain and this interconnection, which is fascinating to me. You know, so not only you can have the meditative state with your own uh, brain and with your own mind, which is actually trying to calm you down, but even having a physiological tool, a physical tool that you can use voluntarily to calm you down even more. So that's to me, it's incredible. And I want to, I want to remark once again, I want to underline once again that I'm not a clinician, I'm not a physician, I'm not a scientist. So I'm just a fan, I'm just a supporter, a deep supporter of Andrew Huberman's work and I'm just telling my experience with physiological size and had massively helped me a lot throughout this all these months in which I was, uh, let's say, pretty aroused emotionally, mentally, physically and usually because of uh, anxiety and anxieties and obsessive thoughts. So you can escape a little bit by trying to voluntarily calm yourself down. And I think the physiological side was one of the best ways to actually diminish, really diminish and curb on that particular spot the anxiety level. So that's why I was I was willing to to really get you through and to clue you in how to reduce anxiety and and, and stress. And usually, uh, how can you do that? Well, usually you should breathe in, so inhaling twice from your nose and exhaling through your mouth. But still, I think from Huberman's, so Dr. U, uh, Mr. Huberman's well, words, you can use it and you can use it even with, uh, let's say, uh, with, with your mouth. If you cannot use your, your nose to inhale, you can still inhale from uh, your mouth twice and then exhale from your mouth or vice versa, whatever you, whatever you, you can, let's say. So, yes, well... I really want you to to help and bring you this uh, content. I know uh, that in the last year, I would say uh, it's been incredible and it's been so damn popular. This thing of, in general, I would say breathing techniques, uh, for example, even tumor breathing, Vim off techniques to uh, arouse you or to calm you down. But still, I think this is one of the finest finest, finest tools because you really can enhance your capability to, let's say, suppress even an activative state. And that to me is mind-boggling, man. Absolutely. So really, so guys, I just want to, this is a shorter episode, uh, but I was really willing to bring my experience into this physiological side. So use it, implement it into your daily life, into your daily routine, and just be conscious and be aware and cognizant of the fact that you have a practical tool that you can use 
when you're having some sort of anxiety attacks or mild depressive attacks, uh, may maybe not depressive attacks, but still anxiety attacks, fearful when you're fearful, when you're feeling fear, when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling uh, deeply activated, please consider this as a tool you can implement in your daily life. Thank you very much for listening, guys. It's been a pleasure to me. Of course, if you're always listening to the content, and if you're enjoying the content I'm providing you, please subscribe to Spotify or whatever platform. You can find me on Instagram. I'm posting a lot of things. You can find me on LinkedIn. And if you want to rate this episode with, I don't know, a good review if you want, but even a bad review, I don't care. No, I care, of course. I care a lot, but still be free and be 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 really be calm and relaxed because I just want to, I just want really people have a relaxed life and a relaxed day. So thank you very much, guys, for listening and see you into the next episode and goodbye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.